Bon Dieu. Welcome to the weasel. Welcome to the weasel. Whip out your dicks and shove them in your ass. Welcome to the weasel with Mike and Jonah. It's a bit more. It's a bit more. Um, it's not as serious as it seems. <laughs> the countdown. That's Count- okay, man. I'm getting. I'm getting white coat syndrome. I'm scared. <laughs> We're gonna psychoanalyze you on this. Um, no, so dude, uh, Ian, thanks for for joining me. Oh, are we using your real name? Yeah, yeah? You're using your real name. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't. No one can see my face really. I'm just the only thing I'm avoiding is the Russians. They their electronic warfare for foreigners mm-hmm. is they find out your name, they find out what you look like, and then they use that and they can like drain your Apple billing account or they can drain your bank account, and it's like they can't really do anything. Like, what are they gonna do? Invade the United States and like. That would be a fucking huge mistake, and they're gonna come out. My family of all families, like, no, nah, that's a fuck up. But I mean, I just, I mean, I'm living off of X amount of dollars from Alaska here, so it's like I gotta be careful, you know, because if they did drain my bank account, dude, I've got like 500 friends on Facebook and 500 followers on Instagram, and like maybe a hundred people on Twitter. Like, I don't have the viewer base to get donations to keep fighting here unless I have my. Yeah, no, very true. So, how much how much is it costing you while you're over there? Like, in any given month, are you because you're you're purchasing all your own stuff? Hi. So for now, yes. Like the army, the army owes me about three thousand euros, um, because I like I fought in Bakhmut for a month um, before they pulled me. They and they've deported me, but like average, I can do. I can live off of like. 150 200 200 dollars in in ukraine will that'll fucking buy you a lot of food room and board especially if you like say you're with a unit or you're doing a volunteer thing and you have a place to stay dude so a hundred dollars is four thousand grivna actually it's 3650 something grivna but i can buy like a week's of groceries on like 600 grivna oh, right okay. so, yeah like 25 dollars is gonna get you fuck through most of your most of your month almost and then you can do like airbnb is always like 10 bucks a night or you know five bucks a night or whatever and it's like it's really quality dependent though um because if you want to stay somewhere that has hot water if you're in the mikolaiv uh kefson or chernobyl region there is no such thing as clean water or drinkable running water okay right the water fine but it's it's fucking salt water mm. Um, so like there's microwaves, microwaves are a weird thing to come across. You'll get Wi-Fi in your apartment before you get a fucking microwave. And you're like, dude, I just want to fucking heat up food from yesterday. <laughs> like, nah, <laughs> suck a dick, bro. <laughs> so true. That's, uh, you're more likely to see internet than a microwave. Is that because they're like, um, was it that Starlink is everywhere or is that, is it that just so I the the first time that I ran into Starlink, actual Starlink, was on the front, and I was like, "What is this giant array thing sitting out in our front yard of our covert base?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Oh, that's a Starlink." And I'm like, "Like the Elon Musk fucking Falcon X thing that they're like, you know, shooting around the sky." And they're like, "Yeah, Taktochno, yes, exactly." <laughs> and it's like, 
okay, cool. And like they, they're even making, we got volunteer companies. I, that I, one of them that I worked for, um, they're sewing together little, they're basically ghillie suits for your Starlink. So they can't see them with the drone from the sky because it really is like really, you know, really visible. It's a big white table. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, because everything Tesla's white and it makes everything like matte, shiny, white, you know, glossy and green line. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. What are they making the ghillie suits out of? Like proper ghillie suits like like a person would wear or obviously massive. Um, They're making them out of like old like knit sweaters and then they just you take it you take a little cloth about this long and you can loop it through and the the foliage that you're trying to represent will dictate how long your cloth is but you run it through there with a little what's called bolovka it's a safety pin right um there's actually the first word and my first nickname here because i was sewing ghillie nets for uh, sso trucks and stuff like that right um and so it's like yeah you just loop it through there Little, do a little tie or if you're doing a net you just you go up three squares over one down three squares it's like a little pattern or whatever it's really it's really easy the problem with this though is like the laser cut stuff is way better because once it gets wet and it will get fucking wet because it's you know negative 20 degrees so it's fucking snowing all the time yeah. or condensation from the sun coming up because inevitably even if it's cold it'll fucking melt anything that's frozen mm. um, and then your net is fucking soaking wet right and now you have to like fold that up pick up that giant fucking net throw it on top of your truck or in the back of the truck and it's like god damn I should have just spent the five extra dollars or whatever and bought the laser cup <laughs> yeah that just extra bit of material soaking up all that moisture Fuck sakes. everything so where are you at now? You're on a bit of a, um, well, I know you, you kind of left the front. What are you just doing on a bit of a holiday or a relax before you go back? No, no. They deported. Sorry. They deported me. Oh, so they did actually deport you. It, like they didn't deport me. They give you like six days before you or like before they charge you, like fine you or whatever, okay. because your visa expired. They give you a month after that to get the fuck out of the country before they come looking for you. And at the immigration office, I was talking to you know my my team leader Zach's, and he was like, "Man, you know it's weird because we don't even have like a service for deportation like the America does, right? Like they don't have an ICE or whatever." I voluntarily went down there to fix my visa because I enlisted in their army. I'm a part of the 93rd um, Special Missions Unit called Seneca. I'm a medic for a team called Gwent, um, and dude, it was just, it's fucking ridiculous because they're like, none of their government talks to each other, mm. right? So the SBU is like their version of the FBI. Their police, their different factors of police are kind of all different. Their immigration office doesn't talk to anybody. Their army is actually two separate entities, right? You have the paper army, which is like the recruitment office and all the documents, logistics supply chain then you have the army army which is like there's like the difference between eyes and hands right so like the document people do all your shit and then once you're in then you deal with the army army and it's like here's your stolen fucking trophy ak because we don't have our own guns because we're gay and fucking here's your shitty mm14 like ukrainian pixel uniform Hmm. i'm starting to like i just i want multicam because i'm not not gay you know, uh, I fucking, I, cause it's like, it's, it's, it's Ukraine, right? 
and everyone's like, you know, they don't really know what I mean when I say that, but so it's negative 21 degrees. Hmm. It is super fucking cold. It's frosty. It's snowy. And they got me out there looking like I'm fucking trying to hide in Legoland. Yeah. And I don't, I just don't understand it. And they're like, why would you want to wear M81 Woodland? It's like, because I'm a fucking red-blooded American, and that's what we do. Uh, is there much woodland around where you're at, though? Uh, oh, yeah, very. It's a very agricultural country. Okay. Um, woodland, M81 Woodland would be just the wrong color right now, because it's like, you would look at the... It looks arid right now, honestly. Like, it's really weird. It's so cold that it doesn't snow sometimes in Bakhmut. Um, which was a surprise because, like, dude, I hopped out of the medevac rig, took my gloves off. I was smoking a fucking cigarette because they were dropping cluster shells on us. And then they hit us with MLRS. And then, like, by the time that was over, and I was realized, like, I don't have my gloves on. Dude, my shit was fucking purple. It was, like, maybe 10 minutes worth of shelling. And my fucking, my fingertips were, like, starting to get hard. Like, I yeah. couldn't feel anything. This is fucking... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, real cold. People people think it's cold. When back home, they might go outside. Ooh, it's a bit chilly. Ooh. No, that's, that's cold, cold. It's cold, cold, right? Yeah. So it's, like, that's... It's colder than, like, when Landon was at RTC Great Lakes, like, they they lock down the barracks and lock everybody in there. Um, and, like, because the wind's coming off the Great Lakes. It's fucking cold. snowing and shit. And they like, oh, it's too dangerous out here. This is, like, 20 degrees Fahrenheit below that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, some, some foreground, I guess I... Uh, I, so I spent about three months in the Northern Pacific in Alaska to pay for this. Um, and everyone's like, Oh man, it's cold up there. Bitch. You do not understand cold until you get here. I'm so like right now I'm, I got, I left the country to fix my visa cause they promised like, it'll be one day. Um, I'm in Moldova. Right. Mm. So I crossed the border. I got all my paperwork from the government. I try to cross back in and they're like, you can't come back. It's too, it's too soon. I was like, well, here is a letter from the immigration office and a letter from the government requesting my audience to the 93rd brigade. Hmm. And they're like, Oh, well, you're going to have to go to see the military attache in Chisinau or Kishinev or whatever the fuck they call it. I don't care. Um, I show up there and the military attache as I'm waiting in line and it's not even a line. People are just in a circle and they're like getting in front of you and shit. And you got to like, fucking grab those motherfuckers, look them in the eye and be like, I was fucking here first, bitch. And they don't know English <laughs> or whatever, right? But um, I, got, I talked to that guy and he's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't do this. And I was like, what the fuck do you do then? Why are you even here? Um, And so he ended up being really cool. He's helping me a lot, but there's just a lot of hoops to jump through. Kind of bullshit. Mm. So when can you go back? Uh, hopefully Monday okay. or at least get my visa Monday or hopefully I'm buying my ticket to Odessa Tuesday and then I'll be back in sector the next day. Okay. What are you doing? Um, where you're at now? What are you, what are you doing in the time being? Are you just relaxing try, or trying to relax or? Um, yeah, trying to relax. I, uh, I was, I got, I, so it's called Globo. It's like our Uber eats, but it's like, super super cheap because everybody here has a moped so it's like 
It's called a Moldovan Lou. It's like 18 cents per Moldovan Lou or whatever like that. And so like I was able to order McDonald's last night and I go out there and some random guy passing by, he's like, well, cigarki, which is Russian and or Ukrainian for cigarette. And I was like, here's two cigarettes. And he's like, oh my God, you're American. Do you smoke weed? And I was like, yeah, I smoke weed. <laughs> he gives me a little nugget. And it's like, I have nothing... I have nothing to smoke with, so I like just crushed it up, rolled it up, um, and then I stuffed it in a cigarette. You know, removed some of the tobacco and just made myself a spliff and slept pretty goddamn good in comparison to <laughs> other. But uh, I mean, yeah, I'm just I was on a sightseeing a little bit. Uh, my host is, you know, he's like really cool. Um, we go basically just walk around town sometimes. Just, uh, Keisha Neve is cool and pretty there's a lot of dude it's called fina dupa which means nice ass and there's a lot of ass yeah, you know, True. the have ass you, uh, is not have you uh gotten lucky with any gals over there have you had tons yeah I, I had a girlfriend in ukraine for a while and then i was just kind of tired of the like she's like I don't know uppity because she's semi like she makes okay money for a ukrainian and she, i mean like i don't want to sound like a dick like so her dad was in the Azov brigade right i don't know if you know anything about the Azov battalion no. they're like the, like you know how the national guard works like um the 19th group 19th special forces group is a national guard oda mm. or a mixture of national guard odas yep. the Azov battalion is basically the sf for the national guard so they're the best the national guard had to offer most of them got dinged up in Mariupol. Um, her dad was one of the guys that died in Mariupol. So, like, it's not that she has no exposure to this, but she is like, you know, don't sit on the ground, because they think that sitting on anything cold makes you impotent, and I don't, I'm pretty sure that's not true, because it's fucking weird. Um, I don't know, it gets real cold over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah I think, I think my dick just being in the air would make me impotent. Like, that's just <laughs> Just don't, don't sit on any metal benches, eh? But she, I would give money to like what they call gypsies or beggars or things like that. Or, um, and every time I would do that, she would like try to make me wash my hands from touching their hands from handing them money. And it's like, those are fucking people. Um, and those especially are people from your country and you need to knock that shit off. And then she was like, but they're homeless. And I was like, well, my mom's fucking homeless. I used to be homeless. Like, what is what is your fucking issue? Like, it's dirty. It's gross. And I was like, well, you're gonna die of a disease because you have no immune system from not touching gypsy. So fuck you. <laughs> like, we just work out. Imagine imagine having that kind of an attitude in a war zone or near a oh, war yeah. zone. That's that's wild. <laughs> it's very wild because I I told her because she's always worried about getting her shoes muddy and she would like have me carry her over puddles and shit like that. And uh, finally, I looked at her. I was like, I don't mind doing it. It's not that. Like, I'm more than willing to. She's not very big. So it was like maybe 120 pounds to pick up and put over a puddle. It's like not a big deal. But I looked at her. I was like, you want to join the army. And you're in an agricultural country where things grow out of dirt. Mm. And dirt everywhere because you live in a war zone and there's bombs fucking falling on your city. Right. Like, 
bitch, it's fucking dirt. Get over it. <laughs> There's yeah, mud. All right. all right. There's fucking mud. Yeah. If you can't handle it's, it, I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's I, I do not because it's like it's everywhere, man. <laughs> Everything is mud. Uh, so, um, you said you were you were having trouble sleeping. Is that you, know, you mentioned like because uh, it's so quiet in Moldova at the moment? Dude, I mean, I'm not trying. Like, I was only so when I first got here, I was trying to join the Legion. That didn't happen because I don't have DD214. And they were like, oh, like a bunch of British dudes came over and lied about their military service. And so it became a needed thing. You have to have documented military background. Hmm. No, I don't have that. Um, I trained military and law enforcement. So they weren't willing to take what I really did have and could prove that I have. Um, so I didn't do that. I went to volunteering and became a medical instructor. And then, you know, I spent only, I only spent a month, month and a half in Bakhmut, right? They are shelling you around the clock, right? So I was like, I walked outside to smoke a cigarette and the light is, you know, the, the sky is lighting up with flashes from missiles from the anti-air defense system or, you know, they're dropping MRS on you and stuff like that, which is like our version of HIMARS. Um, you just get kind of accustomed to it. Mm. And the other thing that you learn is that they stop shelling you for one reason. They're going to make an offensive, yeah. right? And I'm here and, and it's silent and there's nobody screaming or there's no fucking cars blaring past me or there's no tanks running outside. There's no explosions. And it's like really uncomfortable. Um, you're kind of waiting. I, you're waiting. You're anticipating that, that attack, but all the time. Oh, I'm, yeah. in that door and I'm going to fucking, I'm going to fight him with everything that I have. Right. Like, and the only thing I could bring to Moldova is fucking medical supplies. So I've got like, I've got a blowout kit. I've got some light elements, um, you know, charging supplies, shit like that. I, everything that I could bring for CLS because it's like, I can't, I can't just carry everything with me here. So like all my gear, everything is in, in Bakhmut still. It's in uh, Joskivska. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just an eerie feeling. I'm, I think that's probably what most people consider transition when they come home. Like, not only is it the transition to social environment, but like for dudes that are like, you know, in the 11 series or like the infantry, it's like, they're literally not under explosive threat anymore. Like there's, there's just nothing to really worry about except for getting shot by a mugger or hit by a car or something like that. And it's just not the same. Not the same. No. Like I go in public here and I'm usually pretty quiet. I don't have anything to say. I don't speak fucking Russian. You know what I'm saying? Like I barely speak any Ukrainian. Um, and it's really hard to like understand their, so like the social vibe, like, well, one, you should have fucking manners stop running into me in the fucking sidewalk. I'm bigger than you. These little motherfuckers in Moldova, I mean, they're teeny, bro. <laughs> like, they don't, you know, you see an old lady on the sidewalk that's carrying a big bag, carry that fucking bag with her. They don't do that shit here. They don't open doors for people. They, like, they'll push you off the bus just to make room. It's like, wow. they're fucking, it's Europe, man. They're douchebags. <laughs> you know, I've heard that about Europe. <laughs> but, uh, so, that. um, do you think do you think it's going to affect you worse when you get back home or are you kind of cognizant on how you're going to deal with it or what's your plan do you when do you Honest, plan on coming back 
Dude, I so I signed a contract for a year. Um, but because of the deportation thing, my year doesn't start until next week once I finally get back in the country and start fighting again. Um I don't I don't I don't know, man. Like it's I've I've done some shit. Um like a lot of people think this is my first exposure to violence. It's not my first time gunfighting before. It's my first time legally gunfighting. Mm. Um I don't I don't I don't think anybody is really like until after the fact, like, oh man, my I'm fucked up in the head now. I just think it's gonna be like even going to Alaska, living on the boat, things weren't the same when I got home and people were like, Ian, why are you awake at three forty five in the morning? Because we pick up the fucking anchor every day and if you're not there to pick up the anchor with captain, you're gonna lose your job and there goes forty thousand dollars that you've been working really fucking hard for, right? It's like yeah. I think that my transition will probably require a lot of weed, meditation, and my dogs, man. I miss my fucking dogs. Oh um, fuck yeah. I've actually been, I learned how to make mescaline. Um, and that's something like San Pedro cactus is something that they talk about. Like, I don't know, it has something to do with like the synapses of the brain. And it kind of is just like a, a good thing to help you deal with shit, you know, mentally. So like I might experiment with some fucking mescaline. Um, I'm growing, Keith and I are growing a cactus right now. Um, and man, I haven't talked to him since I left. He was supposed to come here with me and then, then nothing. Um, so I think, I think, I mean, we have, we say sebeda dobre, which means everything should be okay. Everything should be fine, right? And then, you know, to, the counter question is like, even if I, even if the answer were yes, I have a, I'm going to have a hard time, you know, adapting or transitioning. Who's going to carry the boat, right? Like hmm. that, that fact aside, like it isn't going to help or we're, you know, it's not going to get more people to come do this. And it's not, it's not something that's going to be able to be avoided regardless. Like somebody has got to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How were you received um, by the military when you first went over first signed up and all that? Was it, um, they bring you in with like open arms, you know, hugs, the Ukrainian and, and cock touches, or was it like a little bit standoffish? Yeah. The Ukrainian army was like, dude, you're the fucking shit. You're awesome. Teach our dudes med fucking here's this cool ass unit like go to this fucking special missions unit you're gonna be badass it's gonna be great and everything they were right the legion was like ian you're gay go home and i'm like what the fuck like i come over here i have a a, a plethora of pre-hospital care i've got cqb night vision you know night vision structure assessment no light low light tac nav land nav uh small you know small unit tactics um vehicle cqbs you know savec i've got you know 100 hours of you know recorded force on force like i've i've been trained with 275 rtt marines fucking first group guys civilians law enforcement you know special weapons and tactics like i am like their their wet dream and i'm like coming over here willing to do it for free and they're like uh yeah fucking see you later kid and i was like yeah (laughs) I'm I'm a, I'm Sisyphus. I'll push that rock up the hill for the rest of my life if I have to. Mm-hmm. And finally, when I met I met uh, somebody through my girlfriend and Mikolov, um, who is like a he's in like the volunteer army. It's really weird. He helps people get PVS 14s, and he helps people like he got optics for my AK and stuff like that. Um, help me get a uniform. Help me get some soft armor for my vest. Um, but I met him. He's like you're going to like my friend Polyglot. And I was like, that's a weird fucking name. He's like, it's not his real name. 
Um, <laughs> took a chance, went up to Key for an interview, and it was like an army base. And I was like, dude, this is fucking weird. I had to get sponsored on and shit. So I was like, which isn't really. It's not like what we do in the United States. When you get sponsored on, somebody just comes get you and they like walk you through the front gate. And like, dude, I, I went in there with a joint in my ear um, and a weed grinder in my backpack and a knife in my pocket and like all this other shit. And there's like no metal detectors, nothing like that. It's just, it's fucking bad, dude. It's fucking, it's almost embarrassing. It's very, very unprofessional army. Mm. Definitely, definitely not what I'm used to. I'm used to Camp Lejeune and Camp Pendleton, and <laughs> yeah, where it's like very strict and fucking... yeah, like if you don't have a cat card, and then you get into like the secondary gate, and they're like, "All right, show us your butthole, or you're not getting on a base." <laughs> That's exactly what it felt like, Lejeune. It wasn't the same as Pendleton, I didn't think, but like Lejeune was fucking. Landon hated Lejeune. I loved Lejeune, dude. There was this barbecue place right off base called Three Daughters, something like that. Oh. And I love that barbecue place, man. They're they're little fucking what are they what are they called? Uh, God damn, it's like little hush puppies. Their hush puppies were fried in shrimp. <laughs> so every time you bite one, they're like, "Is there a fucking shrimp up in this bitch?" And they're like, "No, but it fucking tastes." <laughs> That sounds uh, fucking dank, I. Eh? So what's the um what's the food you miss the most if you had to pick one? Food. Oh man, spicy food. True, they don't have spice over there. They they got spice, it's just not spice like not they don't use peppers and jalapenos and they don't you know, warm things. They think mayonnaise has a kick, you know, and they're like <laughs> Spicy. Ooh, spicy. Like, it was meat, cheese, and mayonnaise. I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, dude?" Like, <laughs> I, uh, I there a, uh, a Colombian volunteer. That's he's from America, but he's got a Colombian passport because he's a I don't know how it works. He uh, just grew up in the United States in New York. He brought a bottle of Cholula over, and so we put mm. Tapatio on our fucking top ramen. And they're like, oh, my God, that's insane. You're going to, you know, you're going to die. And it's like, well, I might shit fire, but I'm going to be happy about it. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. man, a b- bottle of hot sauce goes a long way here, man. Oh, yeah. You only need a little bit for that food. Yeah. Just... Know, this, this... <laughs> so, um, no running water. Where are you guys taking these hot shits? Do you guys have baby wipes or what are you doing? Buckets of ice water? Yes, but dude, to your surprise, the 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 water issue is in southern Ukraine. So, okay. um, you get to like Odessa, and that's about the last place that you're gonna run into that has like drinkable running water, or at least that I that I found. Or you can you you have showers like my base has a shower and shit like that, and it's from like city water, um, and like I can drink the tap water and shit. It's just not it's not. It's not Pacific Northwest water, you know what I'm saying? It's not water. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's not that crisp mountain water. It ain't that, yeah, like Theo Vaughn says, or, you know, to say it like Theo Vaughn, it ain't, it ain't that thing, man. <laughs> it, it's just different. It's it's just, it tastes like, it tastes like mineral water, and I fucking hate that. So, like, I want to go to the store and buy Aquafina and some purified water from a fancy-ass American. I guess, would you like... 
this mineral water or would you like less minerals in your water? And I was like, I want, how about no minerals in my water, motherfucker? <laughs> what about that? Um, yeah, man. Like this is the water thing. I can't wait to get home and just give grab a cup and continuously drink water out of my faucet. I'm going to drink so much fucking water. I'm going to piss myself and vomit. <laughs> and then do it some more. I <laughs> three. Uh, we used to do this thing in boot camp where they'd make us stand on line at the end of the night just before we're going to bed and drink what was that usually it was only one canteen but sometimes they'd make us drink both yeah to hold the canteens over your head dude so many people puked though it was just it was something you learn to enjoy yeah (laughs) people around you just harfing well you're an oak crab while right sorry you were in Ocatraz for a while, right? Camp in Schwab or Hansen? Yeah, no, it wasn't Camp Hansen. It was it was there for two years. Um, and you know what? We really didn't weren't able to drink the tap water there, to tell you the truth, which is a weird thing to say. And in fact, you know, the Marine Corps bases are historical for it. Hawaii, they're having problems with their water. Um, Lejeune's got these huge lawsuits over their water. Yeah, I've, I've seen yeah. that. I, that do, I'm going to be honest, that doesn't surprise me at all because it's the fucking marine corps like they already got rid of tank and third division like they do stupid oh shit. yeah that's oh, how stupid third like they're they're currently like their most battle-hardened fucking dudes aside from like i don't know like you know your your cat and like first guns and one five and stuff like that but like they're just like okay oh yeah and they, they got rid of oh three thirty ones like why the fuck would you get rid of marine machine gunners? That is the guys <laughs> the name greatest fighting force on the planet. And they're like, nah. So like <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. But uh my my ex wife uh was in Hanson for fuck, I don't know, I think three years or something like that. Um two years or something like that. And she was always complaining about how fucking hot it was and how bad the water smelt. Um mm. And then, like, I so I've seen f- five of the seven seas, right? I haven't been to the South China area, and I haven't been to the Dead Sea yet. But it's like, girl, it's fucking South China Sea. It's islands. Like, what do you think the water is going to smell like? It's going to smell like fucking volcano. It's going to smell like <laughs> butthole. Like, that's, that's, that's just it, you know? Um, <laughs> and it's so true too. Uh, what unit was she with on Hanson? Uh, I'm not totally sure. Um, she was in. She was a corpsman. Oh, was she a corpsman? Oh, gotcha. Uh, okay. He, she was probably with Seventh Crime or um, possibly Ninth ESB. I, I she was trying really hard to go through the recon pipeline. She really wanted to be a sergeant, yeah. but she has like the fruition and intestinal fortitude of a fucking toddler. So I, yeah. <laughs> fucking happen and like that's one of the things that probably ended up in our demise of our of our marriage is because she she like when we got together i helped her get sober i helped her get through high school i had to help her pass her fucking asvab she failed it to the point where she had to do the six month wait thing because it's like you get i think it's four chances and if you continuously fail it for the contract that you're pursuing you have to wait and then you can retake it and she only mm. got through by technicality because she got a line score on her med or her science or whatever for 54 and you need a 51 to get in right for the, for the Corman contract, the HM contract. Mm. 
And it was just like we were both working at the mill and it's just like every night, you know, we're fucking, you know, I, I was finally, she was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to learn how to do math. I was like, well, school, but, um, you know, whatever. And it's just, so finally she's like studying it at all. Maybe having a read possibly. I, yeah, I, I told her, I was like, we're going to go down. We're going to go to UCC. We're going to enroll you in some fucking basic math classes and you're going to fucking do the work. And if you can pass that shit, you can do the ASVAB. Right. Hmm. And so finally, like, yeah, she went to, I think she took anatomy. She, and not like, not even like 100 plus, right. It was like 65 and shit like that. Like entry level stuff to get her fucking, to get her contract. And it was just, it was just really frustrating for her to take. I mean, cause you know, I have type one diabetes. I don't get to enlist in the American military. My dream has always been to be an 18 Delta or a, a Corman. Um, mm. And she took my dream and ran with it. Like, she had no personality when I met her and she absolutely like I, she took parts of my personality for her and she just ran with it, you know? Uh, mm. And then obviously that didn't end up too well. Cause I'm pretty sure she's living in California and like she even bought the, my dream car, you know what I'm saying? Like she, she took that 20% loan and she bought an STI and I was like, did you buy a 2010 STI that's white hatchback? And she's like, I did. And I was like, you're a bitch. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I'm gonna steal that car. Wow. <laughs> She's actually like absorb your personality. That's all. Yeah, odd. that's what I'm saying. I was like, I'm. Oh man, that's fucked up. Because I felt really bad for a long time. Um, mm. especially because like oh, I don't know, man. I don't know how personal I'm allowed to get on this thing, but like it fucked me up enough because she was like calling me fat and all that, like all these, all these, giving me all these reasons why she doesn't want to be with me anymore and for Neil to get a divorce. Um, so I like, I started taking HGH to go to the gym and shit. And like, I went from like 178 ish to like 205 at like 8% of mm. that. And just kind of like turn myself into, you know, it was fucking, it was pretty weird for a while. Like, um, the only fans things, like I was just huge. I was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Um, so like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a very rough patch of my life. Actually, do you remember the last time I saw you? You came over to my house. We were frying on acid. And <laughs> Will over. Oh, man. You still... You know, my mechanics gloves are still in that Red Ranger of yours. Um, I, actually, I actually have those mechanics gloves with me. Oh, man. I was thinking about those last time. <laughs> I was on a back month. I was like, man, my little fucking digits are cold. You know what I'm saying? But oh man, I was remembering this the other day. You you kept everything. Oh fuck, man! Every time you would say something, you would look at me and be like, "That's wild," and you just kept. <laughs> kept I was fucking dying thinking about that, man. That was good. That's wild, bro. <laughs> wow. Well, dude, you know when you're when you're frying, bro, everything's so wild. Um, <laughs> doesn't matter what it is, dude. You, like just the simplest thing, like a dog licks your hand, and it makes you think about everything that led up to that point in, yeah. in history. Like, oh fuck, that's wild, man. And you look at your that is wow. That dog has a mouth with a tongue in it. What the fuck? Did you guys know? What are you guys seeing this shit? Do you, do you guys not understand the the repercussions, the meaning behind this dog having a tongue in its mouth? Fuck, that's wild. Then he bro. takes it and he drags it across my hand. Can you believe that shit? Oh, you, you open a door and you're like, did you guys know these things did that? I'm pretty sure I just found out about that. I've been open- 
<laughs> like, like that dude oh man i miss those days oh yeah so i didn't realize so you were married then uh you? i was so i was filling out my i think that i think well i was doing my uh, uh like the paperwork to get the marriage license you got to apply for a permit yeah it county gotcha uh, gotcha i think i got married like two weeks after that day uh, something like that. okay which was pretty cool being married was being cool I, I thought being a husband was gonna be fun it was not <laughs> I was. well i think you were just a husband to the wrong gal probably what it sounds like dude i don't know i've got a thing for my drone pilot now uh her name is anastasia right mm. she goes by nastia and my call sign is nasty so it's just mm. right do do find a dupa very nice ass that's everyone's like why are you going home ian uh i'm not going home why not it's like um well one that's counterintuitive the question you just asked two i've got like ten thousand dollars worth of gear on base and there's a Hmm. super pretty girl there why i I didn't even get to say goodbye why do i want to go home that and the job is there a Oh yeah, dude. The job is what you've always wanted to do, oh, isn't it? Ever. Like, you wouldn't just toss it away. Awesome. Yeah. You know, like it's not. I don't. It's not illegal at this point, right? I don't have to worry about going to prison for doing it. I don't have to worry about crossing into. I went to a country illegally trying to do this job. You know, what I'm saying like they were just like, "Oh yeah, come down for this or that," and it's supposed to be training, and it wasn't training. It was like get in this car. You're going to this place. And we're gonna be driving for a long time, so you know, you know, get your shit together. And it's like you're illegally going into a country with a gun, with night vision, with armor, with all this other shit that's against international trade and arts regulation, doing super illegal shit, picking up contraband or whatever. And it's just like fucking. It's nice to be able to put that shit behind you. And now, like, I'm technically a special operator for a fucking foreign government. Like, this is that Jason Bourne shit that I've been trying to do. Since I was like fucking, you know, three foot tall when you guys were beating the shit out of me in the living room and glide, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we did used to belt the fuck out. Oh, of you. dude. <laughs> Yo, fuck. I remember wrestling team, and I was like, I just felt like I had a superior, you know, point because it's like everyone's like, "Oh, you're gonna get your ass beat." And it's like, see what what can you do that these kids haven't been doing to me my whole life? Like, shut the fuck up, you know? Damn straight, Cody, you picking me up and throwing me off the stairs? Or I remember at the Hub House, right? I got to go to Hub just um, because, like, it was the only way for Land to get to go to Hub because he had to watch us. Keith and Landon put me inside of the trash can. Take the trash can. They go to the front porch. And they throw me out into the fucking yard. I come back. They do it again. They grab shove me in the same trash can and throw it down the stairs, right? And I'm just, like, eating that shit up because I love the, the suffering. <laughs> you know, I blame that why I'm so fucked up in the head. <laughs> it probably is our fault, actually. You know, I'll admit it's probably a small part of it. <laughs> but you know, you know what it did? It did do is um, it made you stronger as a person in the long run. Which you know, we weren't thinking about at the time, but <laughs> why you guys were doing it? But that's what happened of it. Like 
think back, like, if my dad had gotten custody of us, and I grew up on that side of the family that had money, and that side of the family that had all of its fucking ends met, and things like that, I would not have endured the same suffering as I would growing up in a fucking trailer park with a fucking you know, mom that would spend money meth and gamble and shit and actually deal with their fucking problems. If I didn't have that, like, those issues to deal with or try to, you know, circumnavigate or things like that, I don't, I don't think I would be as resilient as I am because I will fucking, I will fail and die before I quit. Like, I have no fucking quit. Like, it's, when I, I hear people, you know, when I hear people bitching, it's like, I don't have, I like to bitch too. Don't get me wrong. Smoke pit poetry. You know what I'm saying? Like I've got to fucking complain. I will complain all day long, but I will fucking do that shit. I just got no, for the people that are like, oh man, I can't catch a break. Dude, shut the fuck up. Create, create space. Like if you want, if you want to be comfortable, work harder for it. Like that environment, if that's what you have to do. Um, one of the things that I take seriously, everyone's like, Ian, why, why would you go over there and do that? And it's like, because did you fucking see anybody getting in line to come do this shit? There's very, there's a lot of people here. There's actually multiple people from Douglas County here in this country. Um, really? They, a couple, my, yeah, I got a couple of friends here from, from back home. Um, okay. And so that's cool. Cause they help you know, they, they helped smuggle insulin in for me and they helped, um, get me some stuff from home. Like I, I got a shemug from home from a box that he sent me and it smells like my house still. And I like damn near fucking cried because it smells like, it smells like my dog. And I was like fucking Remington to a T that is the goodest boy. He always smells good. My shemug smells. I, I can't wear the shemug though. It's the Russian colors, but it's you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, like no one is, no one's getting in line to come help these people. And everyone thinks I'm just some fucking psycho for not, Having that, like, to understand the inherent risk. I understand the risk. I don't fucking care. Like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's so hard to explain. But, like, you know, David Goggins, do you, do you, or Goggins or whatever, you follow him? Mm, yeah, yeah, I'll listen to his videos sometimes. Who's going to carry the boats? So it's like, it's, if, if somebody doesn't do it, nobody's going to do it. Um, I think that is a direct relation to having to grow up in a fucking, you know, everyone's like, oh, you didn't grow up in Compton. You don't know violence. Bro, try growing up in a trailer park where everybody has, like, sells meth and is competitive about it. Like, shit violent. Um, people fight over dumb shit. There's violence everywhere. It's the United States. We're not a clean country. Like, it's a lot of money. That's it. We're just rich. Yeah, not everybody. <laughs> in fact, a majority of people ain't. Nowadays, well, fucking if you if you took a a homeless person here would be living pretty good. Yeah, right. So like, they make a hundred dollars a month. There are some people here that work in the medical industry that are only making like two fifty a month, and that's still like ten thousand grivna or whatever. It's right. not bad. Not a bad life. An apartment here is like twenty five hundred grivna, right? Oh, right. So not studio apartment with running water, electricity, gas, all that shit. And it's mm. not, it's not bad living here. I was thinking about doing the expat thing here. Um, yeah. especially cause my dad's on fixed income. Right. And he really wants to come here because like he's got, he still has a drinking problem. Um, and he can drink so much here. So like he gets 
his he gets like twenty five hundred dollars, twenty seven hundred dollars a month. He would get like over a hundred thousand grivna, right? In in comparison, um, so if he could get a a citizenship or an extended visa or whatever, he could come here. He could buy land. He could build a house on that land and get schwammered every day of his life and still have money left over, right? Yeah, and it, wow. and so it's like, it's very appealing, especially because I come over here and he's like, how much do you, what are you living on? Do you need help with money? And it's like, I always need help with money, dad, but it's very cheap to eat here. Um, the expensive thing, like I said, is board, just Airbnbs. And so there's that. He might come over here. He's supposed to move with Landon to us to go to Colorado. Um, I don't know. If that'll happen. Oh, was Landon was Landon planning on Colorado? I, I hadn't talked to him for a while. Landon lives in Colorado. I EAS'd him from Lejeune. I drove I drove him in his little fucking Tacoma all the way. So he goes to sleep in uh like right before the Virginia border, right? Mm-hmm. We're going going north to go across. Um and he wakes up in Kansas and he's like, How the fuck did we get here? And I was like, I drove, dumbass. What the fuck do you think? Because I'm just like <laughs> I guess my sister calls it being a road dog. I'm just like a fucking, I, I, I take traveling insanely seriously and I, I love that shit. So I just like, it's a snowstorm in the middle of the winter. So it's like West Virginia got really cold. I've never seen snow pile up that fast. Um, it, in like 25 minutes, there was like probably six or seven inches of snow, Damn. but Landon's got like the new hubs and like the new running gear on his Tacoma. I think it's a six sixteen, um, and it's really good. So I was doing like seventy seventy five miles an hour the whole time. I was just fucking going, dude. And so yeah, he wakes up in Kansas and he's like just totally awestruck. He's like, I don't even fucking know how we got here. We just crossed six states and I didn't. It was, wasn't even awake, you know. Yeah. Um, I was fucking just stopping to get gas. And I was like getting out of the car really quietly, getting coffee, getting back in the car. Like I was vaping. So I didn't even have to open the window to smoke. I was just fucking hitting my dude. Man, that was, that was a very fun trip. That sounds good. eh? That sounds fun. What, what part of Colorado did you say he was in? Uh, Delta. He's in Delta. Delta. Okay. How long has he lived there? But is he still married or? Yeah. Yeah. He just had a kid, dude. Did he really? Yeah, he had uh, Ryan Ryan Wednesday uh, Burdett. Wow. Yeah, I dude. love to message him, dude. Cute? Oh, adorable, man. Adorable. Madison, Madison's having her kid next month. Oh, righto. No kidding. Um, I think she's going to name him Quincy. Um, I, I still don't have a family because I'm a fucking failure. <laughs> <laughs> dude, no, nothing failure about it, bro. Yeah. You, you, you've got a really important role as the uncle anyways. Oh, people, people are like, oh, they they don't understand that. It's like my whole life, I've always wanted to be the cool uncle. And yeah. Landon's, like, Landon's like, no, fuck you. I'm going to be the cool dad. And it's like, I don't know if you know this, Landon, but I am way fucking cooler than you. And <laughs> Like... I was the first kid in the family to have night vision. I was the first kid in the family to do a bajillion things, right? And, like, it became a regular, normal thing for me. And so it's like, let me hand down, let me hand Ryan my armor. Let me give her my helmet. Let me give her my, my night vision. I, I'll, build a, I'll build a carbine for her. I will take her to school and beat the shit out of anybody she wants hurt. 
I will, like, I'll fucking take her at the age of seven like a Spartan, and I will teach her how to hunt and fight and kill and shit, and, like, I will take her for a year. Just give, give me that kid. And she sent me a picture of her for smiling for the first time. It hits different because everybody can think, like, oh, yeah, of course, you're going to love it. It's awesome. It's like your family or whatever. I was going to fucking cry when I saw that shit, dude, because I still have um, he had the kid right at, we worked in Alaska together, actually. Um, and me, Landon and Kate were all on the same boat for the last half of my season. And, uh, right after he got home, like he had the kid on the boat while, while we were up there. Um, and then he gets back and, you know, starts raising the kid and shit. And I, I wanted to go visit. I just didn't really have the, didn't really have the money and the time to throw, you know, $500 down on a ticket to go see him for a couple of days and get a hotel and shit because he has a small house. Like, it just was cards. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to get to meet them when I get home. Hmm. And most importantly, my fucking dogs. I keep mentioning that. <laughs> Dude, I don't think there's a doubt about it how important those dogs are. I mean, oh. is, is, that one of, is that one of the things you think about when you're just having a real shit day? start thinking about your dogs yeah you compartmentalize a bit um i would say that is my compartmentalization um people are like oh man this sucks and it's just like dude it doesn't suck like it's just what it is like Mm -hmm. gonna get worse way worse before it gets worse you know like it's like (laughs) i i talk about liking the bitch but it's also like I'm like, I feel like the only dude there other than team leader and Modi that's able to tell the guys like, dude, suck it the fuck up. Charlie, Mike, let's go. Right. Sally. Um, yeah, I think the first case where I was able, I was really like, I took a step back and was thinking about like compartmentalization. One of our dudes got shot in the head. Um, and it was, you can see fragments, uh, he, the round on his shalom, his, his helmet. He had an odd score fast. And it turned it into, like, you've seen Kevlar helmets, obviously. They're hard and rigid. They look painted and stuff. It turned it back into fabric. It hit him in the head so fucking hard. It turned it into fabric on his head. Wow. And you know it was one of the armor-piercing rounds from the 545. I think it's called 7N33, um, which is, like, depleted like depleted fucking plutonium or whatever. It's like a Sabo round, but like four, five, four, five. So it's just really fast. And it hit him in the fucking NVG mount and just turned his fucking helmet into fragments and paper. Right. And so he mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, this guy's fucking dead. Right. He gets up and he walks himself into the fucking medevac rig. And he's like, man, I'm kind of nauseous. My head hurts. And I was like, Fuck yeah, your head hurts, buddy. I'm like, you want any water or something? And like, when I was medevacing him, getting him to the uh, the CCP to the field hospital, he was just like, and sitting there, like basically sitting up in the back of my rig because it's the it was a it's like a really souped up Nissan Pathfinder. Um, mm-hmm. I was treating him in an actual ambulance and then they were taking that ambulance because they had a couple of urgents and a couple of surgicals. They had to pick those guys up out of a, uh, BMP and none of our BMP is what we use for like direct extraction. Well, he gets out of that, gets into the pathfinder. He's like propped up on his arms and he's just like falling asleep right there. I'm like, dude, no, 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 no. Like, Hey, Hey, chill. Like, let me, let me get you something to drink. Let me get you something to snack on. Like, whatever's going to keep you awake. We got another 10 minutes to get to the fucking hospital. 
Um, and so I'm sitting there thinking like, dude, I, I had met him the day before. Really cool. Gives me a cigarette. He's like, where, you know, like, uh, he was, I think it's like, uh, uh, yeah, he was like asking Yaze, which is like, where are you from basically? Right. And he, he, uh, he was like, Oh, you're American. And he's really cool. He's a Georgian. Um, Georgia is actually technically a Russian ally, but half of them were like, fuck this place. They came down here and they have the Russian Legion or the, uh, Georgian Legion. And some of them are enlisting. I mean, he's just really fucking cool. Made friends with the guy. The thing that stuck out about this whole thing is like, he is a, he's like an 11 Bravo to the max. This guy is insane. So he carries an AK 74, but he carries RPK mags, uh, aside for the stuff on his vest. So he's got this recon rig and this harness, like, 15 rpk mags right so these oversized fucking mags and then on the back of that he's got the 10 strap for a 40 mic blank for his m203 uh oh, shit and he's just like carrying like 200 pounds worth of ammo and fucking explosives and this dude is just a hard charging motherfucker so i think that's what like seeing somebody that's like on that level because he's just has no quit he's got i mean he's just the unlimited fight and then to see him like taken out that fucking hard where he was just like, Hey dude, are we going to get lunch on the way to the hospital? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like he, yeah. to see that, uh, fuck, he's just inactionable at that point. Um, so I think that kind of like, I don't know, kind of fucked with me for the day. Um, but the compartmentalization thing, I guess. Yeah. My ADHD answer is that long ass story, but to answer, <laughs> it's dogs for me, man. I miss my dogs. Yeah. So did that guy? Uh, did that guy make it? Did he make it? Yeah, I got him to the hospital. I got him to the hospital. Yeah. Most of the bleeding that he had was superficial. Um, yeah. Checking for what's called ICPs, which is like your um, like elevated internal cranial pressures and things like that from having a sealed uh, brain bleed or from, I mean, fuck, the guy literally took. 7,000, I don't know, 7,000 pounds of pressure to his fucking nugget. You know, like there's mm. there. It hit him in the helmet so hard, it spun his helmet on his head after turning into fucking paper, basically. The strap broke his nose, right? So, like, passed his nose and bent his fuck. And so he's just like spewing blood from the face. There's little cuts and shit all over. Um, mm. he, I think he got hit with some spalling because there was like some bleeding around the, like, the upper shoulder and stuff. Um, one of the things that you have to worry about is these guys, it's not like the U S they have not been fighting for the last forever. Right. We have yeah. United States has been in a war for, they've been in a war f at least every five years or 20 years or longer since it's created. Basically since Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I, no, I mean, yeah. Uh, Korea, I would say, I mean, we went from yeah. straight into Korea pretty much. And then we yeah, went, true. Like, let's, let's hang out for like 10 years. Then we started to like do the whole Bay of Pigs, Vietnam bullshit and all that. And like the, the arms crisis. And then we like, even really early got into Afghanistan. We lasted in Afghanistan longer than the fucking Russians did. Mm. 25 years longer than the Russians did. Right. And it's like, yeah. Oh, what makes you think America's so good? Because we've been fucking fighting this whole goddamn time. There's a reason that every country in the world wants our developmental group combat applications group they want our marsoc they want they want our special operations to deal with their problems because mm. they're doing it that fucking long it's like we're the doctor of warfare right and so they're always yeah. what makes you think you guys are so good because we were it's like bane dude we were born in it 
Like, what do you want me to? Do? <laughs> yeah. You're a country that like hasn't hasn't been in warfare for I don't know a long time. They've been fighting the Russians since 2014. Like Donbass, mm. a thing for a long time, but it's not large scale enough. Like their army was doubled in size last year in the invasion. Right? They went from having mm. whatever big disarmament. They got rid of their tanks. They got rid of helicopters. They got rid of their grotta. They got rid of their artillery. They got all this shit, and then all of a sudden, dude, like they don't even have basic training anymore. They have a shortage. Wow. They have a shortage of ammo. Like, I was lucky to get an AK. Um, I I should technically I should, because I was, I'm 25 and mobilization is 27 or older. Um, hmm. which is where you fight without a contract or whatever. You just get paid. You just, you just go straight there. Um, and there's no yeah no basic training. There's a waiting list for a gun because there's that few of guns. Like they're they do battle damage assessment strictly to pick up trophy weapons and recover armor and get shit like that. So like there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff from there's a lot of like dude it's weird people will get like these shitty Russian steel plates and they'll get an ops core fast because everyone's donating helmets and shit like that. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like such so, such a huge logistical supply chain issue. Man, we need a good forklift driver, buddy. <laughs> nah, dude, no combat forklifting for me, bro. <laughs> my wife would kill me. <laughs> I'm less worried about the Russians than I am my missus. <laughs> God, no, that's, um, hey, that's got to be nice being married and shit. It's interesting, dude, and that's what I was saying earlier about uh, being married to the right person. Like once you do find that right person, it's top notch. You know, it just takes time. That I got, I got lucky, man. You grew that fucking, you got that, you got that thing on you. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. like, I remember before it was like you grew really thick, patchy stuff, and then all of a sudden I see you on Facebook with this big old fucking Ron Jeremy motherfucker. <laughs> oh, he got he, he. Oh, dude, it took it took a long time to grow it, man. Like I mean, I think I was I started growing it in 2015. Oh shit! When I was in the Marines, still I started growing it. But the thing with Marine Corps regulations, you have to have it. Oh, you can't be touching your lip, and then it has to stop at the corners of your mouth, <laughs> which is just a shitty mustache, you know. <laughs> regardless of what you know. you've seen, generation, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy that mustache! <laughs> that mustache! <laughs> the mustache! It's going beyond the corners of your lips. <laughs> Captain America, motherfucker. <laughs> Where's that at? Like, where are you in? You in Australia? Mm. Yeah, so I'm living in Australia still. Um, I live near a city called Brisbane, which is the capital city of Queensland. Okay. Um, trop, tr- semi-tropical where I'm at. It's not super tropical. It's hot as fuck here, though. Com- in comparison, though, for sure. Yeah, spider um, like the size of my hand that eat mice and shit. They're just everywhere, yeah. There's spiders everywhere. The ones that big aren't where I'm at, so to speak. But it's almost worse because the smaller ones are, and they're everywhere. It's the like it, it's like the little ones that I don't like because I can't keep my eyes on. <laughs> exactly, they sneak around, scuttle. It's like uh, uh, there was one that went across the top of my desk the other day when I was in here on the computer. I'm like, oh fuck you, <laughs> and then it was oh, gone. Dude. So I was just like, oh, just fucking, you leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. Hell, we got an understanding. No, no, no. Hell, no. 
I don't, yeah, I just don't do that shit, you know, like, you had originally invited me down there, and I was like, yeah, to the place with all the spiders, you dumbass, you think I'm gonna come down there, yeah, I'll get, you know, I, I, I hate that shit, it's like, I'll make you a flamethrower, dude, it'll be alright, well, I'm thinking about coming down there anyway, and I was gonna try to, like, use you as a fucking, as a, some, you know, meet an old friend and a place to stay, because I wanna go, I wanna eat coconut crabs, dude, I wanna go catch some fucking mm. crabs, and I heard that, um, is it Adelaide or Accolade or something like that? It's a town on the coast. Apparently they've got Adelaide. Uh, yeah, they got, apparently they have really big coconut crabs or something like that. Massive. Yeah. Massive. I'm not seafood eating motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, um, so if you wanted to come visit, it's actually pretty easy. Although I don't know how it will work coming from the Ukraine or Moldova or wherever it is you'd be coming directly from. But as far as the visa, all you have to do is uh, apply for a six-month visa. And then you can come and go in the country as many times as you want in that six months, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then, yeah, you can use me as a reference so that you can actually start in where I'm at and then fly to, like, Adelaide where the snow, the coconut crabs are. You could go up north where the mud crabs are as well. Are, are they? If you'd like mud crabs, they good. Oh, they're fucking good. Yeah, yeah. they're buttery, bro. Oh damn, dude. they're buttery without the butter, dude. They're fucking. Oh man, you get a nice mud crab. Oh, they're nice. It's like because it's, it's nice, dude. I was I did the commercial crabbing thing as well as Sam. Mm. I so I went up there and like everyone's like, is it like Deadly's Catch? And it's like, well, Deadly's Catch is in the bearing, and they're catching a different type of crabs. I was a southeast crabber. And those guys are pussies because Deadliest Catch has time for drama on their boat and a fucking camera crew and shit like that. And it's like, mm. dude, when you're out there doing it, it's different from, there's no time restrictions on it. When the, as soon as the season hits, it's open. You're working 21 hours a day. And people are like, how are you working 21 hours a day? And it's like, that's easy. I'll tell you how you do it. You don't sleep the other hours that you're supposed to be sleeping. So you're like, no shit. You're like, you take a three and a half hour nap. Then you're back at it. And then, like, you'll get one day off a week where it's just like, all right, we're going to do boat work. We're going to wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning. But you're still not going to sleep until, like, 2 in the morning because you've been throwing traps all fucking night, right? Um, and so I've been on this, like, perpetual hunt. I want to I want, I want, want to taste every type of crabs, dude. I want to eat every crustacean on this fucking planet. Um, and then I found out about coconut crabs. And everyone, mm. oh, they're huge. And I was like, how big can they actually be? And they're like, they're pretty fucking big. They're, you know, the size of your chest, Ian. And it's like, oh, fuck. Okay. Your boy got a big chest, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, especially because of the human growth hormone thing. It's like the biggest part of my body at this point. Um, mm. How did that go, by the way? So how long were you on it for? Did you did you deflate after you stopped taking it? Or it was weird. I didn't do the deflation thing. I didn't get flappy, but... I got COVID nineteen, like uh, like each variant. So I end up in the ICU. I could just, it was just not good for me. So I went from like two hundred five pounds to one hundred thirty nine pounds in about two. Months. Um, and so yeah, you end up looking like Skeletor, and you look like you just survived fucking about with chemo. You know what I'm saying? Like it was bad, man. Like I'm getting, I'm about one hundred eighty five again, so it's kind of nice. Um, getting thicker. But it's like, especially when you take human growth hormone and you, you work certain areas a lot, so they get really big. So they atrophy less than other areas, right? So I'm like, I get out of the hospital and like my 
I used to have a fucking fat ass from wrestling and fucking from lifting really heavy. And then all of a sudden I have like these two cheeks that were kind of just hanging. But I pancakes. Yeah, I have this wide chest and these like fucking thick ass shoulders. And people are like, what is what's wrong with you? Do you just like do you do like the synthol thing? Do you inject oil? And it's like, fuck you for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just it was just really bad. Like the whole the whole starving thing is like I would not wish that upon anyone i wouldn't wish that upon these russian cuckolds out here dude like it's fucking that starving shit is miserable man it's not good no so uh no it, is there a lot of it a lot of it as well where you're at like people because you mentioned before your people were having a hard time finding food when we talked there, about previously I, I have moved i have moved civilian casualties that have starved to death out here um they it's the elderly honestly it's like it's people that you know they don't have a family so they can't evacuate the area right so they're living in the dude it's like you were i mean i'm sure you've heard stories from iraq like these motherfuckers will be in the middle of shelling or receiving artillery and they're out riding their bike because it's like oh man it's a good day you gotta get that bike ride in right and they're like riding their bike alongside of our fucking convoy or something like that and it's like we have a huge problem with spotters. We have a lot of problems with separatist sympathizers and things like that. Um, but on the front where the people are still living, the volunteers that you see on TV and all this shit, they're always like, Oh, we got all millions of dollars of food and all this shit. We're taking it to Ukraine. It's getting to the fucking front. Nobody wants to go up to the fucking front. Nobody wants to get shot at. Nobody, everybody's like, let's take it close enough to take pictures but not actually close enough to be in danger, right? There's people up there that need food. Like, they need fucking water. They've been living in a basement to some shitty apartment house that they use as a forward operating base. And they've been eating fucking crackers and fucking pickled herring and shit. Like, it's it's a real problem because, like, you know, like I said, the civilians, they don't, that don't have a family, they don't have people to go, you know, evacuate to, or they don't have people to come to them to bring them food or to help cut firewood because their gas is out and their heaters aren't working or the boiler in their apartments aren't working. Those people are fuck man. They're it's it's like the last of us, man. It's like it's fucking it's the wild wild west and with more advanced weapons and nicer houses. Like there's no electricity and there's you know, the fucking stores are all closed because nobody wants to be there and it's just hmm. So where's all the supplies getting gridlocked at? Is it getting gridlocked in, in the capital or is it just, uh, it, what's, what's your opinion on it? It gets to about 25, maybe 30 kilometers from the front. So like when I go, when I go to sector, my base is, um, isn't that far, but it's not that close to like the the front front where people are like actually getting in gunfights. Cause like it's where we sleep. So obviously it's strategic, but there's my Ford operating base has food, um, and access to a store and shit that's still active, but it's like, I guess names of towns don't really help, but it's about 40 kilometers away from the front. You're going to have operating gas stations and fucking public Wi-Fi and, you know, like Corilla and these, you have like Ukrainian fast food is still going to be open. Then you get in what's called sector, which is AO, like what you would call on deployment, right? And there's yeah. nothing, man. Like there's people in line for water in Bakhmut 
two water stations that have no plan of opening again. And it's just like, it's fucking sad, man. Like we, we got like our base gets these huge shipments of water. So like we start running out of water even, but like when we get our shipments in, it's like so much water, we don't have fucking room for food and shit like that. So we're like, we have like a logistical issue of where we're going to store it. We'll take food and the water into Bakma and we'll just fucking hand it out to the old people there that are like, if we're going to set up a CCP or something like that for medevac stuff, we have a mission for that. We'll take like an extra, you know, hundred liters of water and hand out a liter of water to everybody that's waiting in line. Just the other thing it does is it gets them the fuck out of our way, right? Like get out of our way so we can drive fast because there's motherfuckers dying in my backseat. Like fucking please leave. Here's what you want. Get the fuck out of the way. Um yeah, scratching their back so they scratch yours a little yeah, bit. Yeah, kind of the thing. other thing is, like, I always worry when we go somewhere where a civilian will be, uh, some guy will be out there and he's, like, chopping wood or something like that. And then all of a sudden, like, 25 minutes later, a shell will be really fucking close to where you guys are or they'll drop a cluster ordinance, right? Um, hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with cluster ordinance. It's a fucking a bomb that falls from the sky, but before it hits the ground, it turns into a bunch of little bombs. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's like, is that motherfucker spotting? Like, cause they have cell phones. Like mm-hmm. my cell phone still works in sector. I have to put it on airplane mode. Otherwise the magnetic interference and the geomagnetic thing, like they can fucking see, Hey, there's somebody there. And that's an American. Why is there a back yeah. Right. Obviously that's a fucking troop movement. So they're going to drop a bomb on that spot and hopefully get as many people as possible. That shit happens, and I just immediately want to turn around. It's like, fucking, was that you, motherfucker? Like, it's, I don't trust them, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, half those fucking, half the people that are still in Bakhmut are under the impression that it's like, it's Donbass. Welcome to the fucking Donetsk, Donbassia, dude. Like, they're like, this is Russia. This is, this is good. This is good for the, you know, the Russians belong here. We belong to Russia. And then the other, like, dude, this is Ukraine. We speak Ukrainian. This is fucking bullshit like they're just caught in a war right the other guy they really do they really sympathize with those motherfuckers and they will do anything to help uh and do collaboration shit and it's like that shit's for the birds dude like fuck you homie um yeah that's really it's like 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 force no that's all i really gotta say about that <laughs> yeah dude just i'm not i have i have no sympathy for those sympathizers um Nice. Especially like, dude, we've we lost a naval special warfare operator um, a couple weeks ago. We lost a bunch of dudes from North American Rescue. We there's a bunch of O three elevens that got dinged up out here that started taking CLS and became medics. Um, fuck, dude, there's a lot of people that got hurt out here or dead for free trying to help these people, and they just don't give a fuck, man. And it's a little infuriating. It's like even the paperwork thing that I'm going through right now. Like I was fighting a war for this country free of charge. I came here and wrote a blank check for these motherfuckers. And they're like, Hey, thanks for your service. By the way, get the fuck out of our country for a little bit. Um, so it's just kind of, it's just dumb. It's just, I just don't understand it. They're begging for help and they're begging for guns and they want tanks and they want all this shit. And they want these people to show up and they want to come help make it feasible. Make it a viable option because I can call my friends and be like, Hey, you guys want to come fight and they can come over and come fight, but they're going to get treated like garbage by the government. 
and it's like decide what you guys want. Decide what do you want people that are good at fighting to come fight, or do you want to just get guns and shit like that? Do you want people to donate money? Ask for money because we got lots of money. We'll just totally avoid like if you want fighters, dude. Stop the fucking visa bullshit. Stop the whole like they'll even if they if you you know depending on case uh, they'll turn you around at the border when you're entering because you're oh I'm coming here to join the legion. Oh, that's weird. We're not allowed to let you do that. So fucking have fun. Go back to Poland. Um, this is fucking. It's just ridiculous, dude. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And then not even like my pet peeve is like the discipline thing. So we're like, there's no basic training. So these guys aren't. They don't wake up and make their bed. They don't. They don't fucking knock before they are enter doors. So or they don't fucking. There's no standing at attention. Debrief, right? So there's a unit muster every night called Narada. Um, and these guys are like sitting down and their fucking uniforms are zipped open and shit. And they're just fucking smoking and joking the whole time. They're vaping while captain's talking and they're fucking, you know, they're, they're, they're eating and they're fucking talking to their friends and shit like that in the back. And it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Captain and Sergeant are fucking, they're debriefing us right now. And they're telling us about the mission tomorrow. Like my room, I was running med room for a while. They brought me in. They're like, help organize this shit, make a English translation for everything. So I'm doing all this shit on computers that I'm not good at and helping organize stuff and moving boxes and getting the med room ready for essentially a, um, a mini hospital or a, like a, a fix it room for the guys that are sick on base. Right. Captain and who is his polyglot and then Lebich, which is my, essentially my operations sergeant. Um, he's now our staff sergeant. They live right across the hall from me, right? People are coming to my room. Yep. They're smoking cigarettes and medical. They're wearing their fucking boots in there, getting mud everywhere. So I'm like mopping 15 times a fucking day. Finally, um, essentially, I think he's like our lieutenant. He, like, they're smoking weed in my room and shit like that, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, it's totally normal. It's called Banca. So Kariti Banca, smoking weed, right? So, like. I yeah. fuck, I didn't turn it down. I'm doing it. I'm seeing fucked up shit. I'm just anything to help me sleep, right? So it's fucking yeah. I'll take a bonka. And captain knows about it. Uh, everybody, you know my 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 operation sergeant now. He smokes. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. It's like not even. It's overlooked, right? Um, which is kind of cool. But at the same time, people are like they come into my house or my hallway at like one o'clock in the morning, screaming and yelling jokes and fucking screaming piss dids, which means fuck. Um, and it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Captain is right there. Like, once you come into my room, whatever. Like, I don't care if you're loud or whatever. What happens behind closed doors, it's kind of like our policy. But when you're in the hallway, shut the fuck up Friday. Because if you wake him up and make him angry, I'm going to have to deal with that because I live next to him. So be quiet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the barracks, yeah. bitch. <laughs> my LT was, like, coming around and he was like, Asking, it was almost like Generation Kill, and he's like, it, you know, this is your time to gripe, you know, like this is your chance to get something off your chest. And I, I was basically in the same spot. I was like, sir, I don't, I don't think that you really want to hear what I have to say. And he's like, no, I absolutely want to hear what you have to say. Um, I think it's important, right? And it's like, I don't know what TV you've been watching or what seminar that you were a part of that made you want to come around and ask people. But he's just like. You know, like, tell me, tell me what I can do better. And I was like, first of all, take your fucking shoes off in my room when you come in. And he was like, excuse me? And I was like, when you walk into that room, behind that door, I am God. 
and you need to take your fucking shoes off and quit smoking weed in my fucking room. And so he gets really mad about all these things that I'm saying. And he's like, well, wait till Captain hears about the way you talk to me, right? And after he would just like gave me permission to say whatever, Captain comes out of his room and he's like, no, I heard all of it. He's right. And quit smoking weed with our junior enlisted and fucking slams his door. And it was like the most hard. <laughs> and I was like, fuck yes. Because I was so worried that they were going to kick me out for being insubordinate, for talking shit to my, you know, my fucking the officer, right? It's really weird, too, because they have, like, a very, very weird definitive line between O and E. Um, and so it's, like, it's almost like they're all Mustangs, right? It's almost like they have an OCS and things like that. But the majority of them go through enlisted rank until they're accepted into the officer's program of some sort. Or they have, you know, people that go through military high school and automatically become officers. Or they have people that finish college and have a degree and become officers. But the majority of them, like the majority of the brass in my unit, um, fought in Kharkiv or they fought in Kraken or the Donetsk airport. The airport was fucking horrible. Um, so if you, if you merely survived the airport, you were probably a captain or, um, some sort of, you know, like you're probably in brigade command or something like that because those guys Fuck, that shit was bad. Um, mm. Yeah, so that's, like, why I've got a lot of respect for my captain. Um, Polyglot is, like, even after the airport, continued to serve and fight. And, like, I don't know, like, a year ago, ran over a landmine, blew his fucking vehicle to shit. And so he's, like, he has to wear, like, a back brace and shit like that to walk around now. And he's just a hard-charging motherfucker. Um, my first couple of missions were basically to be his PSD and his personal medic as we're bouncing around to forward advanced team. Or like, you know, we go to forward recon teams. We go to antenna relay teams. It's called Rosvidka. It means recon. Um, so we go down to the like, Rosvidka teams. And it's like, so you're probably familiar with battle damage assessment, right? So like, um, we do our battle damage assessment with a drone. Yeah, righto. Okay. Like, we're sniping people with mortars a lot of the time. Like, that's that's really what this war is. Like, it's it's not that much direct action. You're not talking about a lot of gunfights. You're not talking... Not, you know, it's like it's not like, okay, guys, they're over there. Let's go get them. It's trench warfare. Akop, Akop Vina um, means trench war. Um, but for the most part, you're taking a Mavic drone. You're flying it to the max. You're finding their troop movements. They like to... The Russians have this fucking hard-on for this tactic. They take... So, like, you get a squad, which is, like, 12 dudes, right? You get four fire teams out of that. That's how we do it. They have seven-man fire teams, and they they break apart their fire team into their little seven-man groups, and they, and, you know, this really small infiltrate. It's really hard to hit seven dudes with a fucking mortar round on the first yeah. hit, right? But... They, they send in their groups of seven, right, until they get to a spot and they like they cluster up and like you get twenty one, maybe you'll get like you know fucking twenty eight dudes all there, and then we drop a bomb on them, and then it's like they're just throwing bodies into the fucking fire, and they can do it, they can do it because they outnumber us fucking. Well, fuck. The other day it was like three or four to one, and now it's like six to one because they mobilized a big ass army and they're sending them down pretty soon we don't get our shit together. It's going to be like 10 to one. Um, so, I mean, we got to get, 
we got to get more fucking munitions or something because that's just a lot of fucking people. That's a lot of orcs, man. It's a lot of, this is Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So, um, when we talked before, you mentioned about, um, a lot of the misinformation that's being going on in the state. So I don't, to be fair and be honest, I do not watch the news as much as I used to anymore. So um, what kind of stuff are you talking about and, and what's your opinion on it? Like, uh, are you seeing it in people that you talk to back home or? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Like I've got, I've got kids for, well, kids we went to school with, they don't want to like, they don't want to talk to me because they're talk Like they make, they make fun of shit on Facebook and I'm like, drop a comment. Like, Oh, that's weird because you have friends that are over here. And they're like, what friends? Like, like me, dumbass, and they're like, oh, you know, like, why would you go do that anyway? It's so stupid. So I've been called a Nazi. Um, there's a lot of shit going on about, like, anti-Semitism or what the fuck ever, and, like, you know, the Azov Brigade being a Nazi brigade or something like that. All of this shit is not true. There's a big thing about, like, there's a pile in Donbass, welcome to Donbass, um, of toothpaste. Okay. And these uh, a lot of people are like oh you know i want to send something humanitarian over and i want to help and do all that shit and like people are sending toothpaste or people are under the impression like they're like well we gave them a bunch of bradley's and we gave them a bunch of abrams we haven't even got those fucking tanks yet like we a lot of that shit like they think that we're you know absolutely just winning this war dude we're we're making par we're hitting par on this hole like we're we are competitively, we're fighting a superior, numerically superior fighting force, and we're matching casualties, right? We're just trading. Well, like I said, they outnumber us, so that's not going to fucking work for very much longer. Um, the misinformation that I would say that pisses me off the most is the logistical thing and the moral part of it. People are like, oh, it's a country full of Nazis and shit like that, or, you know, they're really racist. Well, they're, yeah, they're when it comes to like, they're just white people, you know? So it's like, they, they're a country that doesn't really have like exposure to like cultural ethnicity and things like that. So they like use the N word and shit like that. And they think it's totally normal because they don't, they don't have people of that color in that country. And so like, while that shit is true, man, these are just, they're just people, you know, like it's no different. Um, readjusting it set back here. Like, um, it's, it's just things like, like that. Like even I, I hit up a church. I'm like, Hey, do you guys want to sponsor a backpack for me or something like that? Or can I ask the members for, you know, monetary and like, you know, physical donations. And they're like, oh, don't support war. And I was like, dude, do you remember the Bible? Like it's full of fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like you got, God asked you to kill all the fucking Philistines. Because they live by the Aegean Sea. Are you fucking kidding me? All, all kinds of shit like that. And then there's this uh, comedian, Comedy Central, that did the whole Nazi thing again to me. Uh, and he's like, you're over there helping the Nazis and shit like that? Like, out of random, because I shared one of his posts. I guess he looked at my Instagram. Um, and I'm just like, where, where did you hear that? And he's like, I have friends that are from Ukraine. And I was like, well, apparently not, because none of that shit's accurate. Um, like there was a big faction of ultra nationalists, but they're, they're mostly dead. Um, 
and they were fighting before the invasion, right? So, I mean, just a, that's a lot of shit. Nothing that I can really nitpick individually. Um, yeah, just nothing, nothing necessarily individually, but, like, it's like CNN is where everybody is getting their information from. And CNN is fucking retarded. So it's like, <laughs> you shouldn't be right. Yeah, it's garbage. Uh, um, dude, totally garbage. Yeah, I, I wonder because they've, I mean, the United States government has what, I don't know if it donated to the right word, fucking given or said we're going to give like what, $426 billion so far or more just to the Ukraine effort. And if that money's, actually being like you know taken out of the taxpayers you know dock it you wonder where right. it's going because if it's going to the ukraine it's obviously not getting to what people are being told it's going to yeah where where are my fucking guns yeah. like where's my ammo where's my you know where are those fucking they donated 31 abrams to where us give us the we will fix them you know, the Bradleys. Okay, get those Bradleys in the place. Please fucking get that shit off the train and fucking get it over here. You can... I, oh, fuck. I, one of the jokes that I heard over here, he was like, I know why the tanks haven't showed up yet. And I was like, why? He's like, because there's no oil. And I was like, yeah, you're... going on. He's like, they already have democracy and there's no oil. They're not going to give you tanks. You're kidding me? Like, I mean, they're not wrong, are they? All right. That's exactly right. You know... So like the the United States went to the squad the, the next generation squad automatic weapon or whatever from Sig yeah. right, and they have the M the M twenty seven or something like that. So like different, they're basically four sixteens from like H and K, but they're American made. We're like not using M fours and we're not using M sixteens and shit like that. Like the A three is like. Do you realize how fucking helpful all those guns that they're keeping? They're, I mean, they're just in the cage. They're not getting used. They're in fucking some vat or some like 75 gallon drama little spindle with a bunch of fucking ammo. It's like, dude, give that shit to the Ukrainians. Like, we, we could use that shit. And we would use it like, fuck, man. We're, we're already having a hard time making sure that direct action teams have enough AKs for everybody on the. People are sharing AKs. We were like, "Oh, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on mission today. I'm taking the gun." It's like, "Oh, okay, honey, have fun." <laughs> you know, like it's like you know, Vina Shinka, which means war wife. Um, it's like they're, it's like, it's like sharing a car almost, yeah. right? We have, we have cars and we have guns and shit like that. Um, the other thing is like a lot of our ammo is stolen. Oh, righto. A lot of like. We go through and we get a lot of what they call trophy guns. So they collect all the weapons that are salvageable and shit like that. The ammo is actually like we have. It's like, have you played Tarkov? A little bit, yeah, yeah. It's in real life Tarkov. <laughs> it's fucking. It's ridiculous. Just scrounging um, everything you can get. Dude, there's fucking teams of people that their job is literally to go steal shit, yeah. and it's fucking. Um, there's kids in Kherson that were stealing fucking tanks and shit. And so the government was like, if you steal a tank and you can turn it in, we'll give you a million dollars or whatever. Right. And it's just like, I think it's a million grievna is what they're offering for it. Um, so there's like 17 year old kids and their friends. They like, they'll go through and they'll give, they'll act like collaborators or like, uh, you know, sympathizers, separatists or whatever. 
they get these guys really fucking drunk when they're not supposed to get drunk, and they hop in their tank and just take the fuck <laughs> off. And that shit, it's really real. And so, like, I, I told them straight, I was like, if you give me a couple of dudes, I will dress up like a fucking gopnik. I will get, I will just pour vodka all over myself so I smell like I'm fucking hammered and I'll stumble around. I'll steal you a fucking helicopter. You think I fucking won't? You think I give a shit about my life? I will fly at home. And they're like, you know how to fly a helicopter? I was like, well, my brother's a fucking helicopter pilot. Keith has his fucking rotary wing license. Um, I've gone on enough helicopters in my life to understand the pitch, the yaw, the yoke. I'll get it off the ground. I don't know if I'll be able to get it back on the ground successfully. <laughs> it's like this, it's almost like this story that I heard from one of my friends. His uh, his uncle was a crew chief pilot, or a, a, a Marine Corps crew chief, and then a pilot. Um, and so he got his his Marines one day. Uh, he was like, "The helicopter's not starting. We're gonna have to push to start it." These motherfuckers got out and they were pushing this fucking helicopter down the runway. So he starts the startup sequence, right? And there's the blades starting to roll around. They're like, fuck yeah, we're doing it. We're fucking, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. And it's like, that's going to be me, man. I want to be fucking pushing this helicopter down the road. Drunk. Um, fucking, yeah, sloving your team. It's fucking long station, you know what I'm saying? And meanwhile, they're like, man, this kid, this is awesome. He comes to this country and he's just... He's Ukrainian now. He's just a fucking, you know, an unindigenous Ukrainian. And in reality, dude, I just want to steal a helicopter with my friends. <laughs> You're just doing hood rat shit with your hood rat friends, my friend. I'm just here to do hood rat shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that motherfucking thing on me. Um, I've got I've to get going soon. Um, but one Got thing me. I wanted to ask you, uh, two things I actually I wanted to ask you. Um what is it that you've learned? What's something significant that you've learned in your time over there? Man. Whether um, it's about yourself or the people around you, the people you used to know. I would say like personal reflection, not stroking my ego. Um, learn credit to give yourself or learn to give yourself credit for what you think you are before you have the necessary proof. Um, fuck dude, pretty good at my job. And this is my first time being like in a formal army, like in an actual war, like this world war three, you know what I'm saying? Um, I would say don't trust the news. Don't trust the media because they're telling you shit. That's just not the case over here. Um, to just just love the people around you. That's it. Like everybody's everybody's worthwhile. Uh, that's you know, I don't mean to sound like a fucking what a, what a little know, gay a, boy dude. Hip, oh my god. <laughs> like you get over here and you see the kids that are suffering. And you just I don't know. I just I see I see Madison every time I look at these kids. You know. So I would say perseverance. I have definitely learned how to deal with absolutely nothing and be happy about it. Um, and violence, really good at violence now. How <laughs> <laughs> better was before, and everyone's like, "Man, that's that motherfucker, right?" But well, man, I'm gonna—I'll cut you free. I'm gonna go take a shower while I've got running hot water, and 
Fuck, dude. There's a McDonald's here, so I may go to go McDonald's. Go get some McDonald's, bro. <laughs> that sounds fucking dope. <laughs> but uh, good luck. Thanks for having me, dude. I know it's probably an odd, abstract request. No, or, not know, at all, something. dude. And um, if we can work it in, we'll do it again. Do it again soon. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. When I get back to sector, I might. Uh, if you're cool with it, I might have a Ukrainian on with me or something like that, and you can talk to him about his experience. Um, I don't know if you're cool with it, but like, if I, I don't know if you, if you post this or whatever, if I could share my, like my Venmo or something to help uh, raise some funds for my team. I don't know how many followers you got or I don't, I don't have a lot like of that. followers. I'm, yeah, I can plug your Venmo. What's your Venmo? Um, let me hold on. I gotta swipe up and check. Um, uh, it is Ian Burdett at Ian Burdett, Ian dash Burdett. <laughs> Super, super complex, man. Very secret squirrel hiding, hiding shit. I was just going to say, if you need me to, or if it would help, I could send you a screenshot of the QR code or whatever. Um, I don't know how QR codes work. I don't, I don't know how to scan them. So, I don't know how to scan them uh, on my phone. It's very complicated. I don't know how people do it. It's weird, I, I, right? I don't, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like when you, like when they share their Snapchat QR codes, like, that's great. How do I, how do yeah. I use that? <laughs> Right? <laughs> I did that. I did that to Landon, and Landon was like, "I don't know how to send you money." I was like, "Well, it's a QR code. Just scan it." And he was like, "How do I scan the fucking thing when I can't scan it on my screen? You dumb bitch!" I was like, that. "Okay, all right, Landon, you got me. I'm a dumb bitch." <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, yeah, I'll plug your Venmo. Um, is there anything else you wanted to tell everybody? Is there anything if we could find a way to send you a care package? Is there anything you want specifically? Oh God, fuck! Please send root beer because they don't have it. Please send drink powders and hot sauce. And if you have access to North American Rescue Medical Supplies or H and H or anything that we use, like Kotzi approved, we will take any of that shit because these guys are like showing up. Like Ian, is this a good tourniquet? And I look at it and it's like from china and it's falling apart and like no it's not and so like i gave him one of my cat tourniquets um i brought i came over with a lot of medical supplies of my own i spent like two thousand dollars on cls equipment a lot of it got stolen on the train um they thought it was like electronics when they picked it up they took the wrong bag um so like we have a lot of medical supplies as the military but we do not like there's just not a like a lot to go around. So like I'm having to, the guys that are on recon teams and things like that that are still considered direct action because they're going to the front. I'm taking their shit and I'm repurposing it to assault teams or giving it to like the mortar team or like taker crews and shit. Yeah. So like, yeah, medical supplies is cool. I don't need band aids. We have lots of band aids. No toothpaste. But you know, yeah, no, no, no toothpaste. You get. <laughs> Saying like, oh man, this war is hell, man. You know what I wish I could do right now? Brush my teeth. Like, get, get, that shit's for the birds. Get the fuck out of here, with that, you know. But uh, yeah, no, like things like that. I'm still, I'm still working out a a mailing address or how to get international mail. Okay. So you, you know, if you're if you're serious about that, you'll be the first that I tell. Um, I've got a couple other people that also want to send me things like stickers and stuff like that. That's kind of like. 
personal promotion of their art, whatever. Um, <laughs> but it's it'd be cool to have some cigarettes from some friends. I'll just, I'll just send you some cigarettes and some uh, medical equipment. How's that sound? Oh fuck, dude! <laughs> I, like I, American Lucky Strikes instead of like the Lucky Strikes from over here. That'd be fucking sick. <laughs> right. Okay. But it sounds like you go and put the heat while you're in Australia. I will. No, I'll, uh, I'll keep in fucking dogs. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll enjoy the heat for you a little bit extra. I love you heaps, dude. You should up. You enjoy those dogs. You oh, those fucking dogs. Not my dogs. <laughs> uh, um, I love you heaps, dude. Uh, I'm just going to hit the stop record button, so don't hang up yet. But um, thank you for joining me on this. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully everybody listening, um, watch out for that yeah, uh, mailing list on QR code. And uh, we'll see if we can help you out a bit that'd be fucking dope man and then yeah next time i'll i'll try to interview in sector and i'll get some other people's opinions other people to weigh in with you if you want Yeah, for sure i'd like to hear their their outlook on it for the weasel you know the weasel family or whatever oh yeah get them on there dude see if they even like listen to the thing it's not a very um i don't know it's not probably like best war podcast to listen to while you're in war but uh it's a laugh or two anyway <laughs> Well, it's fucking cool because, you know, it's ran by an American vet that has experience with the American military. This shit is not that. No. Far. But, well, man, fair following to you. I'll catch you on the flip side. Fair ones following to you, brother. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye.